Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Amen. Isaiah 51, verse 1, King James Version of the Bible. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Begin. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, Look unto the rock whence ye were hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged. Bow your heads, let's pray together. Father, help us understand. Help us understand the times and the seasons in which we live. Help us understand the people that have been a part of the times and the seasons that we have lived. Particularly those that are kingdom-minded, those that you have anointed and placed in our lives to change and transform us into the image of Christ so the world can see through us what the world could never see without us being there. Anoint me to teach, to preach, to pray, to prophesy, to declare what thus saith the Lord. Use me, anoint me afresh, and anoint the ears to hear and the hearts to receive so you, my God in heaven, can receive the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, bless your hearts. You may be seated. We're going to talk about following God. This is all about God. This is all about God. 25 years pastoring, 29 years of the ministry being here, it's all about God. Not about anything else but God. Our foundational scripture here, Isaiah, the man of God, says, <laughs> for everyone to listen to him who follows after righteousness and seeks the Lord. Isaiah says, the man of God, that God called, appointed, selected, anointed, he says, Listen to me, all who follow after righteousness. If you want to be right with the Lord, if you want to understand how to be right with God, he says, listen to me. Then he goes on to say, and you that seek the Lord, if you want to continue to grow in the knowledge of God, listen to me. And this is important because God always uses a man or a woman to lead other men and women. This is a biblical principle. This is a fact. You can see that throughout history. God chooses a man and sometimes a woman to lead, feed, and protect his people. He uses other people to bless people. God chooses those he uses to bless his people. It's important. As simple as that may sound, and as elementary as that may sound, you need to begin to understand then that as I stand here, I'm standing here to be a blessing to you. Even when I say things that may hurt or you may not like, like you need to realize it's to be a blessing to you. Proof text, excuse me, Ezekiel 22, 30. Ezekiel 22, 30. God is looking for a man. This is what he says. I'm looking for a man. 
<laughs> I'm looking for a man to rebuild the wall and to pick up the broken pieces and defend my people. That's what he says in Ezekiel 22, verse 30. God is looking for somebody. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the whole earth looking for somebody he can show himself strong in. To be a blessing to the people of their generation. Pastoring is such a unique job because it's more than a job. It's a calling. It's a lifelong calling. God anoints people to pastor. You, 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 might, you might be able to get a pastoral certificate from the internet but it doesn't mean God will anoint you to do it. If there's one thing I've learned over the 25 plus years, technically, but the 25 years of pastoring and many more or several more ministering, being a minister of the gospel. One of the things I've learned, particularly from traveling overseas, is that you will find out very quickly if you're really called to do this. Because again, pastoring is unlike any other profession on the planet. <laughs> Amen. It takes, all it takes is one man willing to follow God to make a difference. All it takes is one man or woman to follow God, to submit to God, to surrender their lives to God, and they can make a difference. Just one person. And we hear that, and we've heard that, and, 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 and we probably know that, but, but if you've never given your life over to God like that, then you really don't understand. Because see, and I'm just talking about my, our testimony. This is not, I'm just talking about our testimony. See, when, when, when I said yes to pastoring, I wasn't unemployed. When I said yes to pastoring, I was not unemployed. I had a good job. Pastor Deborah had a good job. So when we said yes to God and, and went full time, we gave our lives to the kingdom full time. I'll never forget when I told Bishop Darrell, I said, you know, God's been dealing with me about going full time. And, and he said something that's so simple but so profound. He said, James, full time is full time. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7. I'm going to say some things. I'm sure things will spirit, stir up in my spirit over the, over, over the years. It's just been such an uh, influx of memories that just just been bombarding me. That's just been amazing to me. Uh, so there'll be a number of things I'll probably say that are not in my notes. But Hebrews 13, 7 is in the notes. It's a very important scripture for this season. And it reads, King James, Hebrews 13, 7, King James Version, remember. Somebody say remember. remember. Say it like you had your coffee. Say remember. remember. You know, we've been talking, I've been talking about remembering. 
in this season the power of remembering and remembrance and why it's crucial to remember the things God says to remember. Because the world, the world, and I want you to understand this too, many of you do, that the, 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 that the devil, Satan, Lucifer, uh, he's the liturgy God of this world. And so because he is the God of this world, he, through the culture, through society, radio, television, internet, so on and so forth, they, he tries to imprint upon everyone what he says is important and what he wants us to remember. The reason so many people, one of the major reasons I believe that so many people are struggling about going to church and coming back to church is the world's got you remembering and thinking about the wrong things. So uh, last month we remembered the cross. We remember the crucifixion. We must remember the things that God says are important to remember. And here in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7, God inspires the writer to tell us something else that we must remember. This is important, saints, that we remember them that have the rule over us. Those that God has placed in our lives to govern and watch over us spiritually. He says, remember them that have the rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. Remember the people that preach to you regularly, that teach you spiritual principles, kingdom principles. Remember them. Don't forget them. Then he goes on to say, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. So again, God said, it's important to remember those who pastor us, <laughs> those who preach the gospel to us, those that teach us how to function in the kingdom. We must remember them. <laughs> Again, as I've always said, or not always been saying, at least lately, remembering is keeping something alive. Whatever you remember, you Relive. Remembering is keeping something alive by recalling it to mind. It's putting events back together as they happen so that we can experience them again. I'm reminded of when we, by the grace of God, were able to purchase this church this building and and it was a rather abrupt business deal for the church that was we were purchasing purchasing the building from they they it's a it's a somewhat of a long story but but needless to say it used to be a congregational style government that changed to a 12-member board and the 12 members decided to sell us this church I didn't know all this at the beginning I knew it at the end and so the church that was here didn't know it was being sold. And I remember when we first came in, I still had that corporate mindset. I was here nine to five, me and Pastor was coming in nine to five. And I remember being in my office, which is right there by that entrance, and uh, the main entrance, and a and, 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 and couple times at least, somebody came in through the door because we left the doors unlocked, and they would come and just stand and stare. And, and I, re I recall my door being open one day and I just came out and I said, 
sir, can I help you? You, you okay? He said, yeah. I just remember I got baptized in this church. He was remembering what happened to him. He was remembering an event that happened to him in this church. And now since he no longer was able to come, well, he was welcome. But since he no longer came here and went to where they moved, he had to come back and put it back together in his mind because it was so impactful that he didn't want to leave and not remember. I wonder how many of you, when you come into this building, do you remember when God touched you right there, healed you over there, you got saved right here? Do you remember? Do you remember? Or do we have to constantly? That's why messages like this are important because we forget. We forget too many times. It is not necessarily bad, but too often we come to church looking for something for God to do now, and we've forgotten what he's done before. Because, see, remembering what he did before is connected to what he's about to do now. If you remember that God touched you when the doctor said no. Remembering is keeping something alive. Remembering implies something exists. It's impossible to remember something you've never been introduced to. So remembering says it's real. Let me ask some of you. I know many of you are watching as well. Let me ask all of us. Is your salvation real? (laughs) Do you remember when you got saved? Do you tell other people? I remember I got saved such and such a day. Remembering implies something exists. God exists in my life because he saved me. (laughs) I'm not just standing here a preacher. I'm standing here a saved preacher. (laughs) Because God is real in my life. He exists in me. Remembering also says that something happened it wasn't a dream it wasn't a figment of my imagination it wasn't the bad drugs I did it happened it's real remembering our spiritual leaders is acknowledging they're real people God really did use them to teach me how to follow him God used my pastors to teach me more about God so I could follow him more effectively. You know, we take photos, and now everybody has a smartphone, so you can take some of the best pictures. So we take photographs, and we record videos, and have parties around special events in order to relive them over and over again. I mean, everybody likes to re- relive that good time. Even that crazy, funny thing that happened with your uncle that went viral. You know, things like that happen in church. I, 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 <laughs> I could rattle off some of the craziest things that happened in church that have you crying laughing. 
Those things are important because they help us remember. Somebody watching now, I speak this prophetically, you, you, you're remembering what it was like being here before the pandemic. And you've been thinking about coming back, but now I feel God pulling you right now. You can't stay away. The memories are too strong. We often, we often testify about the things we remember or the things that we remember often become testimonies. <laughs> Obviously, I have hundreds, if not thousands of them concerning the members of this church over the last 29 years, even before me and Pastor Deborah were pastoring, Bishop Darrell was pastoring. He was Apostle Hines at the time, as we referred to him. And me and Deborah were working together with Pastor Willie and Pastor Kathy Moten, who pastor in Waukegan. And we have some amazing stories, even before, oh, Jesus. even, oh God, I'm just starting thinking about something. They start coming to my mind. We got some stories. Matter of fact, most of the time we get together with the Motons, we talk about some of the things we remember that happened in the church. I'm going to save this one real quick. I'm going to move on. Uh, 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 there may be maybe one or two people in, in here now that remember this. When uh, uh, there were so many of us driving from Illinois to Wisconsin before Bishop Carroll uh, got me to find a place to have church here, he, they bought us a van. Milwaukee bought us a van. My, my bishop, glory to God, the man of God bought us a van that, that when you hit the turn signal, the window went down. and it, 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 it was that van, we, we prayed, that van got more prayer. I believe we prayed over that van more than Mother Teresa got prayed for. And we would get in that van and we, we would just drive it to Milwaukee. We would pray all the way most of the time. And worship God all the way from Illinois to Wisconsin. We have some memories. We, we got memories of when we would alternate, because usually be <laughs> Pastor Willie would drive, and then I would drive, and we were the only drivers most of the time. And I remember, you know, just, just, just a memory. I'm going to move on. No, this is hilarious to me. You know, everybody has a different personality. Pastor Moden is a lot more laid back and mellow, and y'all know me. I'm the opposite. And so when I come to pick you up, you better be ready, because I'm going to leave you. And they would tell on Bishop, and Logan left us. But listen, you we got, I could be waiting on you. If we wait on everybody, five, we'd never make it on time. <laughs> Pastor Mo would be out there just waiting, just as patient. And I'm riding, I'd just be quiet because that's him. He'd <laughs> But y'all know next time out, you better be ready because I'm going to leave you. Digging this in the row. She remembers. She, she long time remember. And so these are memories that we have concerning church, worship, our pastors, and God. As we remember, we testify. I just gave you a memory in the form of a testimony. I just talked to you about a memory that I have 
connected to Christian Faith Fellowship Church that'll stay with me forever. This, these memories bring joy. They bring comfort. They bring blessings. These are the things that we need to remember. But now watch the little G God of this world wants you to be worried about everything from Corona, its variants. Most of the commercials on TV are about taking a drug that you may not need, but they're telling you you need it. Or how many people got shot this weekend in a major city? They don't want you to remember good times and good things. The world wants you to be sick in your head and in your heart because you remember the wrong thing. That's why a lot of us don't get into the presence of God even when we come to church because you're not remembering what it's like to be in the presence of God. We mustn't forget what God has done for us through our pastors. I'm going to say it again. We must not forget what God has done for us through men and women of God. Galatians 6.6 6 reads, let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who taught them. Let those that are taught the word, King James says, communicate, which really means to share. What does that mean? This, this is a biblical principle. This is a biblical principle. The Apostle Paul, in, in, in case you don't know, I, I, I think I need to pause to say this. This was written before I was born. This was written before I started pastoring. So this isn't just about everybody else. It's about me. Because here I am in the middle of this along with you. So let him that's taught the word, that be you. Look at somebody and say, that be me and you. Since you've been taught the word, you need to share with the one that taught you. When you got blessed, you got to share some of that blessing with me. If it's just encouraging, Pastor Bishop, let me tell you, I was praying that word, we fasted, God did this. You need to share that with me. Watch this. When God blessed you and you got a $20,000 increase, you should have came back and gave some of that money to the man of God that, that taught you God was going to prosper and bless you. That's in the book. That's what that means. Share all good things. This is in the Bible. I preached this at so many other churches and pastors' anniversaries. I don't even know if I've ever even mentioned it strongly here because I didn't want anyone to think I'm self serving. But like I said to you, God had to remind me boy, this was written before you was born. This ain't about you. This is about the people understanding their responsibility when they remember what God has done for them through you. That's what this is about. It's about God. 
It's about following God. God said, if you're going to follow me, you got to be a blessing to the people I put in your life to teach you how to be blessed. This is about following God. It's amazing how people come to church and get blessed by the preacher but don't want the preacher blessed. You came to be blessed. God anointed me to bless you. You blessed, but you don't want me to be blessed. This is why the Bible says to remember. I have to remind you to remember. Because if you forget who I am, as well as Pastor Deborah, to you, it's going to hinder you. It's going to hinder us. Let the one who has taught the word share all, all, all good things. Every good thing that God has done for you through this ministry, you need to find some way to give it back. Whether it's ushering, whether whatever it's doing, you, you need to give back some of the blessing. You know, it's amazing. Folks say, man, God blessed me with this big job. And, you know, I got more time. I can work at home. But you don't come to church and clean. You don't help. Do, you, you need to give some of that time back to God. Some kind of way. Give it back. You need to give back some of your wisdom. The young people need your wisdom. All this stuff you done been through, God done cleaned you up. We, we can't even tell you've been in prison in 20 seconds. We can't even tell you've been through all that, but you don't share that because you just, you, you know, you, you dignified now. You cleaned up. You don't want nobody to know you used to be tore up from the floor up. But you need to take some of that wisdom that God gave you through all that hell you went through, that he brought you through. Come to church and sit down and talk to some folk and tell some young people what God has done for you. Don't keep it to yourself. Well, let's be real. A lot of us didn't look this good a few years ago. Some of you, let's just be real. Some of you never thought, never thought after COVID in particular that you're running to somebody and say, you look good. Because you've been toe up from the floor up so long. You've been stressed out so long. You've been doing drugs and smoking cigarettes and living foul so long that you look 10 years older than you're supposed to. And now because of the grace of God on your life, somebody told you you look good. That's God. Oh, hallelujah. You know there ain't nobody but God. Stop. It's the same with our parents. Of course, next Sunday's Mother's Day. We're going to deal with that. Remembering what your parents taught you 
the wisdom they shared with you that prevented you from falling into ditches and potholes that they already went through. You need to go back and bless your mom and dad. It ain't got to be Father's Day, Mother's Day. Just take them out. You know, Dad, I thank God for what you told me when I was 17. Mom, I thank God when I was in college you did that. You need to bless them. Let them know they have been a blessing to you. See, 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 see. Now, now I'm going to get real personal now. See, 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 this is one of the things. No, I'll say it this way. This is a, in my humble opinion, this is a major deficit in the black community. I ain't scared of none of y'all. We, 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 we always want something, but we ungrateful when it happens. We'd rather complain because, see, we've been in the, we've been slavery. We're still bound up with slavery. We're still complaining more than we thanking God. Is everything perfect? Of course not. But you need to be more grateful than you complain. Because God has been good to us. I know he's been good to CFFC Zion. Why don't you just praise him anyway? Those of you at home, praise him anyway. Everything may not be ideal in your life. But God has been good to you. Stop complaining about what you don't have, hallelujah, and give him glory for what he's brought you through. Hey, God has been good. Hey, God has been good. Uh, uh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about that old song. When I look back over my life, hey, and I think things over, hallelujah, I can truly say that I've been blessed. I remember I got a testimony. Ain't no, ain't no way, ain't no way in the world I'm going to let the world or a virus make me forget how good God's been to me. I don't care how high gas prices get. God has always made a way. Hey, God, I thank you. Be seated, please. Be seated, please. Ish. Remembering. Mm -hmm. Hey, God. Mm. Remembering helps us know what to give back. Mm-hmm. Remembering helps us to know, oh, that's right. <laughs> I owe God some service. He cut my sentence short. I was supposed to serve five years in jail. I only served 10. I owe God some time. Mm, I'm helping somebody remember. You owe God some time. Remember all them prayers you prayed and God, if you do this and that and other while you was locked up. Remember all them kind of prayers you prayed? Now you're out. Remember, remember you said, God, if you just heal me this time, if you just heal me one more time, I promise you I ain't going to. You owe him some of that. First Corinthians 9, 11. If we have sown, these are men of God, 
If we have sown unto you spiritual things, things of the Spirit, things from the Holy Ghost, if we have given you spiritual treasure, whoo, spiritual weightiness, spiritual revelation, if we've empowered you with spiritual knowledge, he goes on to say, is it a great thing if we reap your carnal things? You can't compare what the man of God pours into you spiritually with money. Again, I'm, 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 I'm a guest speaker. I'm Reverend somebody. Somebody say, nice to meet you, Reverend somebody. Because Reverend somebody got a word for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your money don't compare. In fact, the Bible, and I'm going to get there in a minute, you can't pay me enough. This is somebody. This ain't Bishop Logan. Now. Bishop Logan don't like saying stuff like this in the church he pastor. Because, again, some of y'all think I'm too blessed already. But Reverend somebody. On the other hand, he got something to tell everybody. If I have sown spiritual things into your life, whatever you could give me physically don't compare. This is in the Bible. If your pastor has consistently given you healthy spiritual food, well, let me stop. Have I? I'm looking to see who ain't clapping and who ain't saying nothing. Because I want to know what I ain't done for you. I, I want to know how the word ain't worked for you. I, 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 I want to know why you're still stuck. It, it, it. <laughs> Told you I'm repping somebody. Somebody got to say this to you. If I have consistently... If I've never brought you warmed over pizza. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, let's go this way. Because some of us can eat fried chicken cold. I ain't never brought no cold chicken to the pulpit. I'm sorry, can you turn that light off? You're, that's disturbing me. Thank you. It'll be, the, the video will be online. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. Maybe I'm important. Maybe I feel like, maybe you should turn it back on then. <laughs> if your pastor has consistently given you healthy spiritual food that's made you stronger, Stronger spiritually. 
If it's made you stronger mentally. If it's made you stronger emotionally. You are emotional wreck when you join this church. But the word of God and the anointing of the Holy Ghost has strengthened you on the inside. And now you don't fall apart and ready to leave your husband after every little thing. <laughs> oh, I feel like preaching in this place this morning, but I'm going to hold my peace. Have, 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 have you ever come here and got a word that strengthened you financially? And some of y'all still don't give nothing. And since I'm rubbing somebody, I'm going to tell you who you are. I'm finna, no, I ain't going to do that. <laughs> Woo, you got nervous because you know I will. See, let me tell you something. Since we, you know, we family, 25 years, you know, for the, for the longest, longest time, I, I, I never wanted to know who gave what or nothing other than, you know, trying to select people that are for, for leadership because it's important. If you're going to be a leader, you got to be able to give into what you, you know, you can so, so, so other than that, never. Even big gifts, big, none of that. Don't want to know because I don't want to be influenced when I see you and you're looking at me. No, I don't know you gave 10,000. I'm just looking at you like you, you. How you doing? So if you think you're going to pass and pull, I don't know what you get. I don't know. But it's 25 years now. I know what you're doing and what you ain't doing. I know. Some of y'all faking the funk. I know some of y'all, hey, Bishop, how you doing? Man, you ain't giving nothing. You ain't with us, really. You playing. Yeah. Yeah, I know who ain't praying. I know who's on the prayer line regularly. I know. If we have sown, if I have sown spiritual things, how much do you value spiritual things? That determines the level you give. If I have sown into your life spiritual things over 25, 5, 10, whatever many years, you ought to understand that you need to bring something back. If you don't understand that, something wrong with your understanding. You can get mad at your job because they ain't paying you. And then you don't give God nothing. I mean, how crazy is that? First Timothy 5.18. First Timothy 5.18. Again, this is the scriptures written hundreds of years before I was born. So it can't be self-serving. I didn't write this. For the scripture says, that man, I feel the anointing. Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treads out the corn. And the laborer is worthy of his reward. I know that's Elizabethan English and you probably read it and it didn't feel like it meant anything to you. So you didn't really break it down. 
You don't, you don't know what it means. Well, what he's saying is, <laughs> the Apostle Paul to his spiritual son, Timothy, he says, don't muzzle the ox. Don't cover the ox's mouth while he's providing food for you to eat. He's treading out the corn, making it into grain so you can use it to make bread, but you got his mouth covered so he can't eat what he's helping you and blessing you with. I said it already. Some people don't mind being blessed while they don't want their preacher blessed. <laughs> I remember this was years ago, years ago, really was. I remember years ago, somebody said, man, Bishop, that's the, some, uh, I don't know, seventh different suit I didn't see. Oh, you counting my suits. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got more than seven suits. I must admit, uh, Got more than seven suits. I don't know why you counting them with all this word coming out of my mouth, but you counting my suits. I didn't ask them how many suits they had, because clearly that wasn't the issue. The issue is. You want to put a suit muzzle on my mouth. All right, that's enough suits right there. Seven, that's it, Bishop. If you buy one more suit, I'm going to reconsider my membership. <laughs> the laborer, somebody say the laborer. The preacher, the pastor, he's laboring. This is labor. Let me tell you something. Listen, listen. E even though I may be graced by God with health and anointed and know how to put my little clothes together and look like I ain't going through nothing, let me tell you, let me tell you, this is straight up labor, baby. Brother, this is labor. It don't make no difference how easy it looked to you. God told me, God told me, God told me years ago, God told me, he says, son, he said, I didn't take you off your job to, to pastor. He said, I called you off your job to spend time with me. And he said, from spending time with me, you'll be able to do anything I tell you to do. Anything I call you to do because you spend time with me. And I thought that was so profound. And then as time went on, I started realizing why God would wake me up at two, three, four in the morning, one in the morning, keep me in the word till five. He said, because you can go back to sleep, boy, because you ain't got a job. This is labor. You don't know how many nights we stayed up praying for people. God wake me up with somebody on my heart. I ain't got to worry about God. I got to work tomorrow. I got to be clear in my head. No, I called you off your job so I can wake you up whenever I want to and make you get up and get on your face. It's labor. Don't muzzle out the ox or muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. The laborer. 
I don't recall ever, even during a consecration, getting up before you and preaching for five minutes and tell you to praise him for 25. And the reason, not everybody, the reason some preachers do that because they ain't got nothing else to say. Because I'm laboring in the word. I got too much to say. Right now it's 10 o'clock. I need to stop. But I ain't. I done put too much labor. This is 25 years. What you talking about? 25 years. Don't come around. Oh, what? Come on. You better text him and tell him you're going to be a few minutes late. Preaching, pastoring is hard work. You, you, you got to know that. You got to know that because it's hard just you being a parent in your family. You got two children that are different and you're trying to work with both of them. And it's hard because one minute over here and, there, and you're trying to make the house happy and united over two little kids. All the families that's been associated with this church, you think how difficult it is to get everybody to like what we're doing? That's for us? Of course it's hard. And again, write this down. First time I'm telling you to write something down. The reason we are to remember is so we don't make it harder for them. When you remember what it takes to do this, you won't make it harder for me to do it. When you remember how hard it is being a father and a mother, you won't make it harder on your father and your mother. That's again why you need to tell some of your kids how hard-headed and crazy you was before you got saved. Some of y'all, us, used to give our parents hell. I tell my children, they don't know, they don't know me before Christ. <laughs> they don't know me before I was saved. Cameron got a glimpse one time. We was playing golf, and a man almost hit him with the golf ball. He was driving, and we was, and, and anybody that knows golf, you don't do that. You just, and I'm, let me, so. And, 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 and the golf ball went right past the back of his head. I had a moment, I was like, that's my only son. You're gonna kill my son. And so I went and got the golf ball and I threw it. And the, and the guy come flying down in the golf cart with his girl, and jumped out. And he ran up in me, I, got my, I had my club. I said, man, don't run up on me. I'm old school, I will knock you smooth out. And he come running up on me, and then Cameron jumped in front of him. He said, man, y'all stop. Dad, dad, dad. He was like, man, dad. I said, man, this, this is part of who your daddy is. You, he messed with something close to me. I will hurt you for real. I will hurt you for real. I ain't always been saved. I remember what it was like not being saved. I don't want to act like that. But if you put me in the wrong position, I'm going to ask God to forgive me after I... 
I had to start talking to Jesus. <laughs> I had to give him control of my tongue. I did. I just take my tongue. So that led me to be able to tell him some things about me before I was saved because he had never seen me like that before. That's my only son. Jesus is the father's only begotten son. So again, this is labor. Pastoring is laboring. Parenting is stop giving your parents. I don't know who I'm talking to. Yeah, do all of us that have parents alive. Stop giving your parents such a hard time. Are you crazy? All right. Preaching is hard work. I said that already, right? 38 percent, a 2021 study, a study done last year, says 38 percent of all pastors think of quitting. Now, you don't quit an easy job. You quit a hard one. A one you can't take. A one that's overwhelming you. Pre-COVID, statistically, 72% of pastors work between 55 and 75 hours per week. A 2019 poll said 1,700 pastors quit each month. Have you ever considered what your life would be like had I quit three, four, or five years ago? You ever think about that? Probably not, because you just go find you another preacher, because to you, they just like gumballs in a gumball machine. You put a quarter in, get you another pastor out. First Timothy 5.17. I might stop after this one right here. 1 Timothy 5, 17. Let the elders, pastors that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially, somebody say especially. especially. Say it again, especially. especially. Say it loud, say especially. especially. Especially they who labor in the word and teaching. Wow. This is in the Bible. This scripture too was in the Bible before I was born. I just happened to be born and called and anointed to be a pastor, so now it applies to me. Let the elders that rule well, what does that mean? Pastors who handle the affairs of the church well. Have I taken this church, we taken this church into bankruptcy? Have I ever told you we can't pay this or that? Have I ever told you we need a special offering for, for, to keep the lights on or to... No, no, we, we, we're every, every, when we have a special offering, it's to purchase something that we purchase from the vans. Oh, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Some of y'all don't know this. Some of y'all don't even know this. That, 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 that south side of the parking lot on the other side of the alley used to be grass. Some of us, few of us, handfuls of us, remember when it would rain, people would get these fine shoes the sisters be wearing, muddy. Some of us praising God to get the mud. 
So we raised the money to get it paved. And, 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 and this was the first money lesson. Money lessons, even in your household, this, this, is, this is helping you. Money lessons are some of the most <laughs> learned lessons. You, you don't forget a money lesson. So, so, so this is money. This first money lesson helped me with all the other business that we've done in the church. So there was a young man, and he was, you know, really starting his business, uh, paving business, and he just was just so nice, and oh, it would just help him so much, and he could use this, you know, as a, a, a calling card. Yeah, I did the church's parking lot, and so, you know, uh, 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 we, we hired him. I, I hired him. I, it, was, it, was, it was emotional. It was a hard thing. So, so he tore the whole, all of it up, tore it all up. And, 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 and all the grass was gone, and it was just, it was just dirt. Did, was, it, was it gravel? Did he do the gravel? And then he did the gravel, and, and then he went to Mexico. <laughs> and never came back. So then we had to go and get uh, uh, the, the, the company in North Chicago. I can't forget their name. I forget their name. And, and, and so we had to almost pay double. And, and, and so, so, you know, oh, Jesus, because the grade wasn't done right. Because every now and then we'll get a little lake CFFC out there in the middle. Maybe not lake, pond. And, and, and that's because the first guy did it. So anyway, I, I won't go too into that. It's just we, we had to do the best we could. So, 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 so the, the Bible says, Paul tells the spiritual son, Timothy, Elders, pastors that handle the affairs of ministry properly are worth double honor, and that word honor means pay. See, 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 God bless you all. Some of you don't know that it's not easy managing the affairs of the church. <laughs> so, some, some of you don't know some of the things that we've had to deal with because we're the church. Boy, I feel like telling the truth right now. You know, uh, uh, man, ooh, this is a dangerous moment right here. But I am repping somebody. <laughs> so this ain't James Logan talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we first moved here into the church, uh, we immediately, by the grace of God, began to fix and repair things. Some of these things had been broken for years that the previous church had let go because they were declining in membership and different things are going on. In fact, the reason they left was because the demographics changed. The, 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 the uh, receptionist in the office was scared because they kept, well, let me stop. People were walking by that didn't look like her. So when we bought the church, the city started sending us letters to fix all the stuff that they never sent the other church to fix. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. And, 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 and you know, we've had meetings and people say, man, that ain't right. I say, you know, it ain't right, but we're going to fix it. Because we're kingdom. We're here to be an example. We're here to be an example. Somebody say, we're here to be an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, so, and so conducting the affairs of the church often means being ridiculed for doing what's right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we bought the vans? By the way, they're paid for. We ain't still paying on them. 
Remember the first, remember the first video equipment we bought? Here's another real quick one, real quick one. Okay, so, so we, we brought in all the people we could to get help uh, in terms of understanding what our equipment would do and, and, and how to operate it and so on and so forth. Well, well the, the, the people knew we didn't know video equipment. We didn't know. And, 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 and unfortunately, and this is just real talk, people will do the church like this even more than they'll do you. When they know you don't know something, they'll try to get you to buy more than what you need and oversell what they, and they don't do what they say it's going to do. And then once you get it, say, oh, no, you misunderstood. We, we didn't, we never said it did that. So then you got to spend extra money to bring somebody in to train the people to use the equipment you just paid for because the people that you paid to get it were supposed to do it, but they ain't going to do it. The elders that rule well, that handle the church's affairs well, are worthy of double pay. Double pay. But then he says, especially. Somebody say, especially. Hmm, say it again, please. Especially. Uh, one more time for the Holy Spirit. Say, especially. Especially puts emphasis on what's to follow. Right. I mean, it's enough to handle the affairs of the church. Well, you're worthy of double pay. You handling the business. You ain't pocketing money. You ain't stealing money. You're not giving money to family and friends to 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 wipe the windows down. You you handling the business. You handling your business, Reverend somebody. Business people know this church handles his business. Uh, let me say this. I'm going to say this. I can say this. Before we moved into this building and we were renting the Wixom West Campus Waukegan. <laughs> so it's, this is over 25 years ago now. Deaconess Oregon, she on vacation, I think she is. Yeah, yeah. Deaconess Oregon used to work there. She didn't know us. The reason Deaconess Orr joined this church almost 20 years ago or so, she told us we were the, of, of all the church, and I'm, not, I'm just telling you the truth, of all the churches that, that rented space from Waukegan, we're the only ones that pay, paid on time. Now, I'm not putting anybody else on blast. I'm just celebrating what God is doing here. Because I didn't say what their names are. And don't, don't be trying to go through your, don't remember that. See, 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 that's the problem. Now, don't remember that. Remember what I'm telling you. We here at CFFC Zion, by the grace of Almighty God, have always handled our business. Church administrator, Sister Pastor Craig Randall Mason. No, we always handle our business. Once you going somewhere, talking about I, I go to Christian faith. Oh, you do? Y'all don't pay y'all bills. <laughs> Ain't that that's Reverend who? Reverend Hogan over there? Hogan, that guy? Yeah. Never been said about me. If it was, it was a lie.
worthy of double pay. Then he says, especially, say it one more time. Thank you all. Especially they who labor, work hard in the word. Do you, no, you don't know. Let me tell you, it's hard work studying the word. I was telling Pastor, I forgot all about, again, a flood of memories. Just, I was telling Pastor Deborah, I think a few other pastors in the fellowship. I remember when we first started pastoring before, um, uh, you know, I got privy to the information that I eventually got. I would drive all the way to Trinity International University's library and study. Because I didn't have enough books. There was more to know than what I had. Then I start buying my own books and I start going to different conferences and learning and getting different things and different joint college of bishops and all that and learning what to learn. See, that's a problem. That's an issue is learning what to learn. You don't want to study the wrong thing and get up and say the wrong thing and then say that God said that. And so then not only did I run out of room with books in my, in my, in my office, I started buying Bible software. And, and I'm just now, interestingly enough, I'm at another season of, of five to so many years where I need to upgrade all my computer stuff at home. And what happens is some of you all know this. So then now some of the Bible programs I use don't work on the new programs. So now I got to learn a new program and a new system all over again. I've had to do this several times in 25 years. It's hard work. You, 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 you get up and we laugh and kiki ki and you say, man, Bishop, funny and man, this is nothing. But you don't know the work that go into all of this. But Reverend, somebody got to tell somebody. Because I don't want you thinking the wrong thing. Because some of y'all been thinking wrong for 25 years. You ain't been remembering the right thing. Those who work hard preaching and teaching are especially worthy of double pay. Time is it? Last scripture. Yeah. My last scripture is where we started. Hebrews 13, 7. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, follow my faith. Don't follow my suits. Man, I gotta get me one of them baby blue, I gotta get me one of them royal blue suits, man. That joke clean, man. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm online right now while he preaches. See if I can get me one of them royal blue suits. nothing wrong with that but, 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 but follow my faith look, look at what my faith my lifestyle of faith has produced by the grace of God my lifestyle of faith has produced a marriage of 34 years my, my, my lifestyle of faith has produced two children that still come to church and serve in church and love God and are saved. Not perfect, but they say my lifestyle of faith. I'm their daddy. 
my lifestyle of faith, we have paid off everything we own. This church owns nobody anything but to love them. And what debt we have is small. Follow my faith. Follow my lifestyle of faith. This is a giving church. This church is giving, and they're going to run the numbers as the, as the weeks go by, uh, this month goes by. This church has given so much away to help other ministries and churches. We've done that consistently. No wonder we're blessed. So that's what you need to follow. You need to be a giver, a blesser. You need to be someone that strengthens other people, that cares about other people. Everyone stand, please. There's certain things God requires us to remember. As this month proceeds, and we continue to talk about what God has done through Christian Faith Fellowship Church Zion, I want you to remember, I want you to allow the Holy Spirit to bring memories back into your mind of the miracle working power of God. I feel led to do this. I know this is a little inconvenient. Men of God, would you mind, you and Pastor Craig, go get those crutches and, and, and canes and all those walking sticks out of my office and just put them right here. Give me a little keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help him out. Help him out. Softly. Some things you and I need to remember. They're, they're important. They're crucial. I know we've lost loved ones and during the pandemic. I know we've lost jobs. And, but don't remember that only. Remember what God has done in your life. Remember the move of God that took place, that takes place every time we gather. Think about the things you've seen, even if they didn't happen to you personally. Think about the times you saw people get saved at this altar. You were one of them family member think about the times you saw thank you men of God think about the times you saw people get delivered from demonic oppression and possession at this altar think about the times God healed you set you free this is just a few of them I stopped collecting them because my office isn't that big and but these are real crutches from real people that walked in here with inability to walk on their own, but walked out after the power of God hit their lives. They walked out under their own power, glorifying God. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. The mandate 
for this church from now into the future is simply this. We had a food pantry for over 17 years. I watched people leave, open the boxes and walk away and leave the food on the sidewalk. I did the research and I found out food pantries really don't help the poor. So we went from doing it two days to one day and I did it. We kept that one day because the seniors in this church worked the food pantry and it was ministry to them. But when COVID hit, they were the first and most vulnerable group. So we shut that down first. We're not going to do that. And God started dealing with me. He says, son, people could get food a lot of places. Now, since the pandemic, there are food banks everywhere. So you don't need to give away food. He said, because truth be told, you can't get healing at Walmart. Oh, God can do it anywhere. He can do anything anywhere, but you can't get healing at Walmart, but you can get chicken, fish. You can get it at Target. So in other words, in short, he says, son, I want you from this day forward to focus all your energy and effort on making the church be a place that people know they can encounter God. We don't need to be everything to everybody. Listen to me, listen to me and hear me well. When you go to the gas station, you know you can get gas nine times out of ten. The church needs to be the place where people know if I need to get an encounter with God, I'm going to meet God there. Come on, lift your hands. Because people need healing. They need salvation. They need deliverance. And the church should be the place that everyone knows I can get that there. That's why we're the church. That's why we have a building. It's a place people come. Not just to have a good time. Not just to, to have auxiliaries that bowl and have a good time. But the church is the place where people know I can encounter God that I know I'm going to experience the anointing. When I go to that church on the corner of 27th and Ezekiel, I'm going to get a word from God. I'm going to get the power of God and the anointing of God will be there to destroy every yoke in my life. That's why we're here. Not to give away chicken and suits and clothes and, and we've done physicals. All that stuff is wonderful. But if we never do that again, you need to make sure that when people come here, they encounter the presence of God. That means you got to follow God. Follow the man of God. Fast and pray when we say it's time to fast and pray. It ain't to punish you. It's not to keep you from having fun. It's so that when people come into this building, they sense the presence of God. And somebody will cry out, what must I do to be saved? That's why I labor in the word. Reverend, somebody is going to tell you something. So many people have helped us build this ministry over the years. 
We're grateful to every single one, those that are here and those that have left. We thank God for you. This would not be here if it wasn't for you. But on the other side of that coin is this. The truth of the matter is the only person that's been consistent the whole time other than the Holy Ghost is me. Singers have come and left. Bless them. Musicians have come and gone. Bless them. Ushers have come and gone. Bless them. But Logan been here, y'all. Reverend, somebody need to tell you your pastor been here 25 years through the whole thing with you. And you need to remember that. And only Reverend somebody has the authority to say that to you. Now bow your heads and let me pray with you. Father, help us to remember the things and only the things you said are important to remember. The enemy wants to take up space on our hard drive. He wants to fill it full of foolishness, hurt, pain, disappointment, frustration. But no, God, we're going to put on our remembrance. We're going to put in our mind. We're going to recall to our mind how much this ministry has been a blessing, not just to me, but to Lake County and other nations around the world. We're going to remember them that you have put over us. And we're going to celebrate your goodness and your grace as well as your mercy this entire month. Now bless your people in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward, and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.